I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. Well, I thought that Devin Alexander won the fight with Victor Ortiz. So did my father, who was watching the fight live. But apparently, the judges did not see it that way. Two judges scored it a draw at 114-114, and Don Griffin scored it at 115-113 for Victor Ortiz. And, you know, I picked Alexander to win. I I, I said, you know, he's probably going to win by wide decision, but, you know, in my heart, I was just kind of like, wouldn't it be fun if Ortiz did win just for the... <laughs> Just for all the talking he would do nonstop, like, I'm going to be a champion again, and he'd probably talk about having a rematch with Floyd Mayweather that would never happen. I even had the cool running slow clap saved for, saved up for him, so I could play that on the podcast, should he win, but he didn't. And I watched the fight uh, a few days after it first aired, and I'm, I'm watching and thinking, how'd he win? I... <laughs> Or rather, not even how did he win, but how did a judge think he won? And how did the other two judges think that this was a draw? I, I'm a bit puzzled by this. Even my dad, who, you know, he, he will admit he does not know, not, he doesn't know anything about boxing as well as I do. But uh, even as soon as the uh, results came in, he, he said, a draw? And then he texted me back and just wrote, bullshit! And... Yeah, he he was shocked. He said, I can't believe the first judge gave it to Ortiz. And uh, what it, what was funny was when it, it was announced that it was a draw, Devin Alexander did not look that upset. And it almost looked like he kind of knew beforehand. I would not be surprised if somebody kind of whispered to him, like, look, they're screwing you. It's already a draw. You know, try not to look too angry or upset. I mean... Victor just had that usual happy-to-be-here look on his face. He thinks he did enough to win the fight. Of course he did. And sadly, I think this is going to lead to possibly another rematch unnecessarily. Then again, it might not. This is not the first draw on uh, Ortiz's record. This is actually his third. Uh, one came early in his career. when he, uh, That was back in 2007. He got a technical draw. And... Uh, also in 2010, he had he fought to a majority draw with uh, Lamont Peterson, and uh, that, that was a that was a pretty good fight if I remember correctly. But uh, I I didn't think that there was anything terribly special about the fight with Devin Alexander. I just thought okay, clearly these are guys who have seen better days. Both men are trying to find ways to keep their careers alive by beating one another, and it didn't happen. So in a way, they succeeded, but. Uh, not in the way that either of either one of them can be truly happy about. I mean, if, if Devin had gotten the decision, then I'm sure he would be fine with that. He'd hope for a fight with Danny Garcia, Keith Thurman, Sean Porter, someone down the line. Maybe even Errol Spence if, uh, I don't know, Spence was hard up for an opponent, but I personally don't see that happening. But, yeah, I, I thought... Um, I thought Alexander won the fight. I don't know what the hell is going on with these judges. I actually wrote to my dad. I texted him. I said, well, it wouldn't be boxing if there wasn't some some form of controversy. I kind of meant that as a joke, but then he replied back two seconds later, that's very true. <laughs> so 
even even you know even my dad who admits he doesn't know that much about boxing even he knows that a the controversy and boxing they kind of go hand in hand but then again he was with me when we uh Watch the Manny Pacquiao fight live. The first one against Timothy Bradley. We all know who won that fight, and it sure wasn't Bradley. Moving on, Danny Garcia versus Brandon Bam Bam Rios. I picked Garcia to win. I said that I did not expect him to win by knockout, and he might have heard me. For all I know, Danny Garcia may have, you know, played the podcast and thought, "Oh no, wait, he doesn't think I can knock him out," but he did. In the ninth round of their 12-round fight, knocked out Brandon Rios. This is the second knockout loss for Rios. And for the love of God, I hope he retires for good after this fight. Um, you know, I, I don't want to take anything away from Rios. It's not like he came into the fight out of shape, not trained at all. But at the same time, you know, you could just tell that Danny was... Uh, he was just doing better than him the whole fight. I mean, it, it was competitive, but it wasn't close. And for, for a while, I was thinking, what if we have another draw in our hands? Because my dad sent me a message during the fight. Uh, sorry, during the uh, Alexander or uh, <laughs> the Alexander Ortiz fight, he said um, Alexander is more accurate, but Ortiz is landing more. And when he sent that, I thought, oh. You know, that this could be a draw. This could sway judges, possibly. And I wondered, is this going to happen in Garcia versus Rios now? Um, my dad wasn't watching that fight. He's an old man. He has to go to bed very early. But, um, no, wasn't the case. Garcia was well ahead on all three judges' scorecards at the time the knockout came. I haven't seen much of that fight, to be quite honest. But I have heard that Danny Garcia did not look terribly impressive either. And that, like, if he was looking for a fight with Showtime Sean Porter or Keith One-Time Thurman, that he would not prevail in either of those fights. Uh, Porter apparently came into the ring after the fight and was calling Garcia out. And I would, I was hoping that he would go back into his Macho Man Randy, Sh- Randy Savage stick and call him out that way. That <laughs> I thought that was awesome, but no, it wasn't to be. He didn't channel the Macho Man, which means I can't do my terrible Macho Man impression, so that you know, thank your lucky stars, I'm not going to do that. Um, what next for Danny Garcia? Possibly a rematch with Keith Thurman? You know, or maybe do the do the match with, with uh, Sean Porter. Okay, I've been waiting for that for a while, but uh, something better than Brandon Rios please and Brandon Rios please go into retirement Robert Garcia if he shows up at your gym do not let him in okay maybe that's a bit too extreme but do not let him train there if he just wants to watch the other fighters that's fine if he wants to give them some advice that's fine but if he says oh let me do a few rounds in the ring with him do not let him Okay. Sorry, but you know he's the same age as me and you know, you don't want to see a guy slurring his words before he's 32 years old, all right? You just don't. You don't have to be a big fan of the guy, but you don't want to see him with severe brain damage and I'm kind of worried what a cat scan of him would reveal already. But uh either way, Brandon, please, please retire. 
And speaking of people who please, 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 please need to retire, Manny Pacquiao. I love Manny Pacquiao. I'm not ashamed to say that. Uh, he's one of my favorite fighters of all time. I love watching his old fights. Even some of his more recent stuff. I mean, I'm talking about stuff from about 2012 on. That's what I mean by recent. But, oh God, Manny. Why do you keep doing it? Why not stick to your Senate seat, okay? You know, I'll admit, sometimes I fall behind on boxing news and whatnot. Sometimes I don't update the podcast as often as I'd like. But when I saw that Manny Pacquiao was going to be fighting Mike Alvarado, I, I thought, no, 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 this is an awful joke. I mean, Pacquiao's, Pacquiao's not that hard up for an opponent, is he? But check boxrec.com and sure enough april 14th manny pacquiao will be fighting mike alvarado on the undercard yeah that's right manny pacquiao will be fighting on the undercard of jeff horn versus terence crawford for uh horn's wbo welterweight title oh my god manny 59 fights seven defeats two draws you know He's beaten almost everybody that they've put in front of him. He ended Oscar De La Hoya's and Ricky Hatton's career. Miguel Cotto, he battered into submission. You know, he had an amazing four-fight series with Juan Manuel Marquez. Oh, to to see him like this, you, you never thought it would happen. And the fact that, you know, it's happening... Uh, yeah, it's happening 10 years after his greatest year in the sport, probably, which was 2008, where he won the split decision over Marquez for the super featherweight title. Then he moves up, wins the lightweight title. And then despite everybody betting against him, most everybody, I thought that Manny was going to win this fight exactly how it happened. But he de- he demolishes and destroys Oscar De La Hoya. And yet 10 years later, he's um, it almost seems like the roles have reversed a bit now he's the older fighter still trying to hold on to last bit of youth that's left in him but i mean i don't i don't have any great fear of mike alvarado doing to pacquiao what pacquiao did to oscar de la hoya i don't see that happening quite honestly i think alvarado you know if he hasn't learned to discipline discipline himself at this age he's only two years younger than pacquiao but still you saw how he came in out of shape for the third fight with brandon rios I just think, you know, if if he hasn't learned to do it at this point, that fight was only a little over three years ago. If he hasn't learned to do it by by then, he's not going to learn it by now. Um, it's a 10-round fight. I am... God. Obviously, I, I know what's what they're trying to do. They're ha- have that on the undercard, and then Pacquiao will face the winner of Terrence Crawford versus... Uh, versus Jeff Horn and obviously a lot of people are expecting uh, Terrence Crawford to win that fight oh and sadly I think if that fight happens Crawford versus Pacquiao that's going to be the new passing of the torch if Pacquiao doesn't get badly hurt in this fight against Alvarado he's definitely going to get hurt against Terrence Crawford I don't care you know they Roach Freddie Roach 
should not be talking about, oh, we want Lucas Matisse, we want Lomachenko. No! What you should be doing is trying to protect your fighter. He's almost 40 years old. He's going to be 40 in September, or sorry, in, De- in December. And, you know, you should tell him, you've accomplished so many things. It's going to take an amazing fighter to break the records that you've broken. Just stop. You don't need to keep doing this. You really don't. But, you know, for whatever foolish or selfish reason, Freddie Roach has not done this. I think he should. I think he should have done it a long time ago after Pacquiao beat Timothy Bradley the third time, or rather, in the third fight. But after that, he should have said, Manny, no more. You know, right off into the sunset, work on your Senate campaign, and who knows, maybe become president of the Philippines one day. That's what I've heard that Pacquiao wants to do, but I I don't want to see Manny Pacquiao go out the same way Oscar De La Hoya went, because De La Hoya was absolutely humiliated by Pacquiao, and that's what I fear will happen to Manny if he goes up against Terrence Crawford at this point in his career. That's my thought on it anyway, and we'll have to see how he does against Alvarado in April, but um, at this point, I'm not, I'm not too uh, enthused to see that fight. Moving on, Gennady Golovkin versus Canelo Alvarez. The rematch has been set for the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, Really excited for this fight. I've heard that there is not going to be a press tour for this fight, which is a shame, in my opinion. Uh, the first fight, while some people... I am very certain that a lot of people were upset that it was a draw, myself included, but I still think it was a, a very good fight. Um, I, I hope I get to... Uh, see this fight live as it happens obviously i'm not going to be there in las vegas good god how rich do you people think i am the answer is not very uh tickets are uh expected to sell upwards of five thousand dollars like that's just for ringside uh seats i mean i don't want to imagine what the other seats are going to cost but regardless i just hope they keep adelaide bird away from this fight i hope they have some competent judges both canelo and Triple G's camps are predicting that this fight is going to end in a knockout this time. Still still having a hard time predicting who I think will win this fight, so I'm not going to get into that, but it's just a rematch I'm very excited for. I think the rest of the boxing world should be excited as well. I, I just hope, like I said, that we uh, we don't have any... any I don't want to say corruption, but I'm going to say it anyway. No corruption, no incompetence, no controversy, just a clear victor this time. I mean, like I said, no prediction for that. But what I do have a prediction for is next Saturday's fight. And that is between Louis Ortiz and Deontay Wilder for Wilder's WBC Heavyweight Championship. Okay, so you've got Deontay Wilder. 39 wins, no losses, 38 wins coming by way of knockout. His most recent one was back in November of 2017. Just a one-round blitzkrieg of Berman Stavern, which shows what happens when you come into a fight out of shape, overweight, and just there to collect a quick paycheck. I mean, I don't think any paycheck could have come as quicker than what Berman Stavern got. And he's taking on Louis Ortiz. 28 wins, 
no losses, 24 wins coming by way of knockout. Now, this fight was supposed to happen earlier, but because of two failed drug tests, it never happened. So far, every test that Ortiz has taken up to this fight has apparently come out clean. But uh, I'm having a hard time picking Louis Ortiz. And I mean, he scored some very good knockouts uh, recently. But I'm looking at Deontay Wilder, and I'm thinking, this is a guy who really needs to step up now. He's 32 years old, but outside of boxing circles, does anybody know who he is? I could go up to anybody. I could go up to a co-worker at work and say, hey, do you know Mike Tyson? And they would know who I'm talking about. I could say... Do you know who Deontay Wilder is? And they would say, mm, who's that? Really? Uh, uh, you know, it, somebody got on my case a couple months back saying that, you know, they, they, they thought I was doing the race thing. Said, oh, you know, because Deontay Wilder's out there representing us and now you care about his heavyweight exposure and people knowing who he is? Well, no, that wouldn't matter if he was white or black. Because I think that people should know who the heavyweight champion is, whether it's a white guy or a black guy. Okay? Wilder is 32. Hardly anybody knows who he is. I know I've gone over this lots of times on the podcast, but I think I need to go over it again. And he really needs to do something to expand his public profile. Now, he could do that by beating up the older Ortiz. Ortiz is 30, uh, 38 years old. And he'll actually be uh, 39 at the end of next month. But, you know, I think this is really a, a time for him to shine. A lot of people have looked at Deontay Wilder. They've been very critical of his reign as a heavyweight titleist. They've said, you know, who the hell have you beat, really? I mean, and I'll admit, the uh, the names on that, uh, sorry, rather the opponents that he's defended his title against, it's not, uh, you know, these these aren't uh, Hall of Famers or anything. Let, let's be very clear about that. But, you know, maybe defeating Louis Ortiz could hopefully, hopefully expand his public profile a bit. I mean, if it's a dramatic knockout, great. But they have to do, what he, what he and his team have to do is capitalize on that. Get on TV shows, get on talk shows, whatever. Just get your name out there. And have that, uh, have that highlight clip ready. Show people why they should be paying attention to you. It did wonders for Manny Pacquiao. I think it can do wonders for Deontay Wilder if he gets past Louis Ortiz, and I think he's going to. Ortiz, I think, is going to be weighed heavily down by the uh, the media scrutiny over his past failed drug tests. I think that will weigh heavily on him. I think that he is going to want to prove himself against Deontay Wilder. Obviously, this is the best chance to. But looking at his last two opponents compared to Wilder's, you know, Wilder, his uh, past two opponents were Berman Severn and Gerald Washington. Washington was undefeated at 18 wins, no losses, one draw. Severn had 25 wins, two losses, one draw. Now, you look at or uh, Louis Ortiz's last two opponents, First one was a guy named Daniel Martz, who had a uh, record of 16 wins, 5 losses, 1 draw. And David Allen, who had a record of 9 wins, 1 loss, 1 draw. 
you know, just looking at it, it's kind of like, okay, I, I think that it's Wilder who's been facing the better opposition, to be quite honest. That's just my humble opinion. I mean, it took Deontay Wilder less than one round to knock out Malik Scott, but it took Louis Ortiz 12 rounds to do that. So, I'm just picking Deontay Wilder. I think he will win by knockout, probably in the eighth round. You know, Ortiz, he's, you know, very experienced, but I think that youth and power is going to be on uh, going to be on Deontay Wilder's side in this fight. I'll probably be back in about two weeks to let you know whether I was right or not. I mean, that's what I said in the last podcast. It'd be another two weeks before you heard me. But believe it or not, with all the boxing news and uh, events that happened this past weekend, I thought, ah, you know what? I'll do another podcast. Why not? And there is a good chance I might do that again next week. So stay tuned for that. Anyway, that's all I have for you this week. We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Boxing for Free podcast. You can find us online at www.boxingforfree.com. That's boxing, the number four, free.com. Twitter.com slash boxingforfree. Be like Eris Lundy Lara, Robert Guerrero, Berman Stavern, Miller Zizek, Adonis Stevenson, Glenn Johnson. Wow, that's a lot of famous boxers and hundreds of others. And follow us on Twitter. Go to youtube.com slash boxingforfree and like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash boxingforfree page. You can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, and several other podcast directories. If you use iTunes, give us a review and let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. I'm Andrew Schweitzer. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time.